I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is our number two of The Rob Carson Show. The number is uh, 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. Also, want to mention, we do a podcast of the show every day. So our show isn't really a podcast. What it is, or our podcast isn't really a podcast. It's the show made into two uh, bite-sized proportions. There you go. So go to Newsmax.com slash listen for that. Uh, one other thing about the Super Bowl last night. A uh, couple of ads last night. There was one, uh, Dunkings. Did you see the Dunkings commercial where it had, uh, uh, it had uh, 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 Matt... Um, Damon and uh, you know and and they it, what it did what the and, and J Lo was in there and uh, you know uh, and, and then there was another commercial oh with with the Jennifer Aniston and uh, and Ross you know from Friends David uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the name it's stupid but anyway uh, this should make sense okay now this will make sense ready are you ready for this there are two ads that made Generation X look old the, and and I just proved it because I couldn't remember Dave Schwimmer's name so they. <laughs> But it's official. It's official. The Generation X is getting old. I know to you, Gen Zers, like, you guys are boomers. No, we're not. We're Generation X. Uh, we made the world change and everything. We ushered in cell phones and all that stuff and, and all that. But we didn't make a big deal out of it. And uh, we were the last analog generation. And we were the last generation to not have a cell phone and a bike helmet and sunscreen. And we left racism in the dust. And, uh, you know, we haven't had a president yet. So uh, anyway, that was that was something I noticed last night. <laughs> that. Uh, what else? What else did I see? I mean, I just saw a lot of stuff last night. It was kind of fun. I, I hated the Pfizer ad. Screw Pfizer. <sighs> oh, the the uh, Dinah Might commercial with the two elderly women beating the snot out of the guy who stole their Doritos. Okay, that was kind of fun. Although Doritos, you're never going to be able to win with Takis Fuego. They're just too good. They're just too good. Oh, oh. Travis Kelsey bumping into Andy Reid. Unexcusable. Uh, He needs to be fined. He needs to get a little slap upside the head, find somebody who's big enough to get away with that, because that was not good. That was uh, not good at all. Not good at all. Not not cool. No, you just can't do that. Not with with Andy. Not with Andy. Not with any coach. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) No. 86% of voters say Joe Biden is too old for another term. It's not his age. Okay, so let's just end it right now. Donald Trump did a speech in South Carolina this week. It was masterful. And and the crowd, the overflow crowd was twice as big as the crowd inside the building. All right? 
This is a noise that cannot be ignored. And and the thing is, everybody's saying, well, he's not going to be electable in the general. Yeah, he is. You know why? Because people like, uh, you know, all of these uh, uh, Lil Wayne and all these rap stars and, and uh, black people in mass and and uh, Hispanics in mass and others who, who traditionally would have voted for the Democrat no matter what are saying, you know what? We recognize that this uh, att- these attacks on Donald Trump are bull crap. And they look at the state of the country and their economy and the open border and what's happening in Chicago and New York City and Baltimore and all these places, and they put two to two together. And the, the Democrat Party is going to get stomped into the mud, into the mud. And you can say all you want about Donald Trump not being able to win. You're high. Because not only is he keeping his base, he's expanding his base into areas of the population the Republican Party hasn't touched in decades. That's it. It's not about Trump. It's about a movement. All right? And the reason why they're attacking Trump, they do the same damn thing to Ron DeSantis. They do the same thing with Nikki Haley. But the thing is, they won't go after Haley because Haley is a rhino uh, in, and even borderline uh, uh, leftist. She, she cannot be the president. She is a, a swamp dweller supreme. She'll play both sides of the aisle to get whatever she wants. And, and the, the money train to big defense and all these places, they would continue under Nikki Haley. You know why I know this? Because of all the people supporting Nikki Haley and the fact that she got massive applause on SNL last weekend. She's not one of us. She isn't. But Donald Trump was a candidate, became a movement, then they started going after him with these indictments, and, and then they arrested him. They took him to the worst, one of the worst jails in America where dozens of inmates have died in custody. They took his picture, and that's when he became a folk hero. That's just the way it is. You know, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. I don't care. 86% say that Joe Biden is too old to run for uh, for Prezi. It comes after the damning uh, Justice Department report emerged last week saying that he can't be tried for the crimes that he's committed. And he's committed more crimes than Donald Trump ever dreamed of as far as classified documents. He shouldn't have had the documents. They were in boxes that were rotting. They clearly had been in and out of the boxes. He does half of his business in, uh, in Delaware. His crack cocaine addled son had access to all these documents. Those documents were well-worn and well-seen. And they were in a garage, and they were in uh, offices, and they were in a storage unit that uh, the Bidens were giving a, a little heads up before the FBI decided to search it. It's very obvious what Joe Biden did endangered our national security. He should not have had those documents. But the best, the, uh, the, the guy in charge of the report, Robert Hur, could do to excuse his criminality was to say well we can't really uh, we can't really uh, try him because his brain is so gone i know i know it's really that bad here's a little uh, montage that uh, wesley hunt put together you saw the top secret documents laid out on the floor at mar-a-lago what did you think to yourself how one anyone could be that irresponsible Major developments concerning the classified documents case involving President Biden. A new statement from the White House special counsel. Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as elderly man with... So you're either competent for trial or you're competent to lead the country. If the trial decides you're incompetent... You can't run the country. Poor memory. Joe Biden came across to investigators as elderly man 
with poor memory. We conclude that no criminal charges are warranted in this matter. Robert Hurd does not plan to file any criminal charges in the case. This report seems to say that he's not going to face criminal charges. 345-page report by the special counsel stopped short of recommending criminal charges. It's just uh, totally irresponsible. Now, 86% of us believe that Joe Biden is quote-unquote too old to be the president. 14% of us think he's capable. And yet CBS does this this weekend. Let's start with President Biden having to defend his mental capabilities. Described in the report as sympathetic elderly man who is well-meaning. That is not how you want your president to be perceived. No, what but he, make of that? he leaned right into it last night and said, I am a sympathetic elderly man who has a good memory. And that'll That's Ed O'Keefe. be the thing he's got to convince and prove to voters over the next several months. I mean, no, no, he's already proven that he is an elderly man with diminished memory, you see. There's no digging your way out of this. And yesterday, in many ways, encapsulated what so many voters tell us they're so worried about. Mm-hmm. Two guys, one who has to spend a lot of time this year in a... Oh, here they go. This is the moral equivalency, right? They're saying Donald Trump, who who runs a schedule like nobody you've ever seen in your life, who is on fire on his rallies. He speaks for an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, delivering line after line after line while undergoing four political indictments. They're going to try and make it seem like, oh, yeah, well, Donald Trump's 77, so that's the same. Courtroom. Yeah. Another who yeah. is perceived as a nice guy, yeah. but perhaps too old and unable to do the job. And at this point, they got to figure out. Ed. Which one of these guys do I prefer? Oh, yeah, so they both got to go. No, 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 they don't. Because one is kicking ass, and the other one is a, is a vegetable, um, uh, pretty much. This is Michael Steele. He used to be a conservative. I remember meeting Michael Steele. He was the LT of uh, LT Gov of Maryland. And, and I don't know, somebody's paying him a lot of money over at MSNB or C or something. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I remember meeting Rush Limbaugh with him behind stage in D.C. and shaking old uh, Michael's hand. And then I'm like... What the hell happened? Here's Michael Steele. He's just glad that Joe Biden's senility came out now instead of in November because it could have cost him the election. So let's just thank God this is not October. So it is weighty. It is damning. Um, and it's going to be important for the president to uh, sort of clean that up. For you can't because he has dementia. Himself uh, and for his presidential narrative. Because you have this other branch now sort of weighing in and saying, yeah, he's sympathetic because he's forgetful. That is, that no, is, no, no, it's because he has dementia. It's something that Trump will exploit. That's, I'm forgetful. I couldn't remember David Schwimmer's name a couple minutes ago. Why it's important that this is happening in February and not in October. Yeah. Oh, man, he thinks it's going to go away. Uh, and, and so you have the <laughs> runway now, probably three weeks, two weeks, where this is going to bubble and make some noise. Um, will be talked about certainly on Fox. Uh, I've been talking in about four years. That by the time you get to summer and into the fall, uh, uh, six. This storyline, because there will be so many other greater storylines that will suppress it and and diminish it, will become the important factor. If we're in October, it's a different conversation. Can you believe that Michael Steele, who, I mean, they pay him for his opinion. <laughs> and he has that opinion. It's so stupid. I mean, honestly, Michael Steele, dear God, man, what is going on? Uh, here is Donald Trump talking about it and Chris Plant from the Right Squad on Newsmax response. The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me, but will come back to haunt Joe Biden and the Biden administration. This is what he said way back when, 2020. As the expression goes, be careful what you wish for. 
That was President Trump in January of 2021, his last oh, month as president, yeah. warning Joe Biden that the 25th Amendment may come back to bite him. It just keeps happening, the Democrats, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and it could come back, by the way. Here is uh, Peter Ducey going after Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, this Friday. I think this is pretty funny. Uh, asking, who's helping Joe Biden run the uh, run the country because uh, the uh, special counsel says he has dementia? If the special counsel says President Biden's got significant limitations on his memory, then who is helping him run the country? The president of the United States runs the country. The commander in chief runs the country. <laughs> that is fantastic. How can he be trusted with the nuclear codes if I, I get that you're saying that uh, nobody in the building would say that he's got an issue with his memory. But just a little part of what we get to see, he's made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake on camera this week. So I'm going to be very clear here. She's never clear when she says she's going to be clear. Um, the reality is Joe Biden has advanced dementia. That report, that part of the report, does not mm. live in reality. It just doesn't. So the special counsel it is, is lying it, it, it about is, the president's it is, memory. It is. It was gratuitous. You heard from my. No. You heard from Ian Sam's, no. my mm. colleague. Ian Sam's. Uh, it is unacceptable, and it does not live in reality. Okay, then I would like to see the video of his deposition. That's what I would like to see. Now, in case you didn't know, the last couple of weeks, he's uh, seen three dead people. What do you say then to Americans who have that concern and they see three times in just a couple of days the president getting the name of a leader wrong and referencing somebody who is deceased? So look, again, as you just stated in your question to me, I, I just laid out um, other, other leaders in their community or elected officials who have done the same. Uh, so it is not, uh, uh, not uncommon. Look, as it relates... Over the weekend, he announced that uh, that uh, Theodore Roosevelt was going to be his running mate. To, as it relates to what the American people feel or what the American people think, I want to be really careful. Then he actually recounted that or recanted it and said it would be Eleanor because he wanted a... Uh, he wanted... <laughs> He wanted somebody who could check a couple boxes. I'll just leave it at that. You did ask me that question in, in a context of the election, so I can't really speak to the election. Check some boxes. Uh, any upcoming That's the rumor anyway. election, but I can say yes. this. This is a president that has... Big Hillary Clinton checks a couple boxes, too. ...had a, a, a very successful three yeah. years. When you look at the economy, when you look at climate change, when you look at COVID, all the crises that he crises. had to deal with when he walked into this administration, yes, so that yeah. was done by someone who has experience... Yeah, sure. And somebody who eats pudding at four o'clock in the afternoon before he puts Time on the Time to use 2525. This is Jim Gossett. If Biden's still alive, this country can survive. And I'm going to have to play the rest of this on the other side of the break. I just looked at the clock. So that's coming up. Also, some more commentary about Joe Biden's middle state and your phone calls. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. The most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it because he is sharp. 
intensely probing and detail-oriented and yeah, focused. I have no doubt that he is intensely probing, but uh, seriously, you can't expect us to believe that Joe Biden... No, he just feigns dementia in public. He's really a genius. And isn't that what everybody does? You just feign like you're a complete moron in public, while in private you are completely, you know, your head is right there. This is Ian Sams. He's a, he's a little... Toad, uh, spokesman for, uh, for spokes whatever, I don't know what he is, uh, for Joe Biden. I dispute that the characterizations about his memory that were in the report are accurate because they're not. Um, and I think the president spoke very clearly. 86% of the American people believe Joe Biden is, quote unquote, too old to be the president. About how he, his mind was on other things. I mean, he, he was dealing with a huge international crisis of great global consequence. I think, you know, I think there's something important that people should remember about the way that sort of interviews like this happen. Yeah, how's that? I, God forbid, you know, one of you guys ever have to get interviewed oh, by yeah, a prosecutor. And, it would be terrible. You know, I hope you don't. Uh, uh, you know, witnesses are told, as I mentioned by special counsel, to do the best they can to recall or remember things. And they're, they're not supposed to speculate. Yeah, you know, the Robert Mueller report didn't say anything about this with Donald Trump. Isn't that weird? Kind of weird that that happened. Uh, this, is the, uh, this is the song parody that I promised you just a moment ago from uh, Mr. Jim Gossett. Uh, hold on one second. I don't know why it's not playing. All right, I'll have to look it up. For some odd reason, it is not playing. Hold on one second. <sighs> but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, none of that happened with Donald Trump. None of that happened with Donald Trump whatsoever. You know why? Because uh, his brain works. There you go. Time to use 2525. That's the 25th Amendment. If Biden's still alive. He's not capable of being the president. This country can survive. Who's been saying that for about three years? Invoke 25. Yeah, right here. This guy. Time to use Amendment 25. Joe's competence, it just took a dive. He's barely alive. Robert Hur says he's too old to stay. Use 25 and send Joe away. The 25th Amendment does apply. Joe Biden's lost. He's a senile guy. If he's too old to prosecute as president, he should get the boot. They must invoke Amendment 25. There's no way America can thrive with Joe Biden as our president. To a home he should be sent. Whoa, time to use 2525. But you know, Joe Biden, uh, Rachel Maddow says that he doesn't have cognitive decline because he rides a bike. Along with the standardness of I don't recall is the standardness of prosecutors and or litigators being annoyed by it. And part of the peak that you read in it is that peak, right? I mean, he's frustrated and angry that he didn't get get more yeah. but the other thing i just you mentioned this we should just be clear here right like age is the central narrative question here no no it's your cognitive ability that this all revolves around in terms of its political repercussions the way the news happened today the questions being asked him multiple by multiple figures there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and in the end what makes it such a useful political tool What's for that? people that want Donald Trump to be elected or want him not to be reelected is that the fact of his age is not something you can rebut. It's not age. He can't be, you can't tack to, if someone says you're too far left, you can tack to the center. 
You, you, there's no, the man is 80 years old. He rides a bike. He rides a bike. You know what? In circuses, they have monkeys that can do that, too. Kind of interesting. Here's Ben Shapiro. Given his state right now, given the amount of decline he's shown even between 2020 and 2024, what exactly does that trajectory look like by the time he is 86 years old? There's not a person alive in the United States with half a functioning brain who believes that he will have a functioning brain by the time we get to year two of term two of his administration. And this is the glorious thing about it. When you have a number like 86% of the American people believe that Joe Biden is too old, meaning that he's mentally and cognitively and physically not able to be the president. When it gets to 86%, the fact that anyone would defend this man, including Morning Joe, and, and CNN and all this shows that they must be getting their palms greased from somebody because honestly, nobody believes this. They are touting a line against the obvious truth, which means to me they're either completely devoid of common sense or they're being paid off. Somehow it should be obvious. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson and Omaha Steaks has an incredible President's Day sale going on now. Listen up, save 50% off site-wide and get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers on selected packages. 50% off your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignon, their mouth-watering pure ground burgers. When is the last time you tasted beef in a burger? Omaha Steak Burgers are simply incredible. Now you can have eight of them with your qualifying order, which will be 50% off just in time for President's Day. The only way you can get this amazing deal is to go to omahasteaks.com slash Carson. Shop the President's Day sale. Steaks, burgers, sides, dessert, all with the quality and flavor you know you're going to get from Omaha Steaks. So go to omahasteaks.com slash Carson. Save 50% off site-wide, and you'll get eight free Omaha Steaks Burgers Raise your burgers to Abe, George, Ronald, and all the rest by going to omahasteaks.com slash Carson, omahasteaks.com slash Carson. So the way that the president's demeanor in that report was characterized could not be more wrong on the facts and clearly politically motivated. Oh, well, thank God we have the most incompetent woman in office telling us that Joe Biden's brain is fine. That's Kamala Harris over the weekend. <laughs> Kamala Harris defending your brain. Oh, that's good. That's that's the last thing you want. Once Kamala Harris says your brain is working fine, you know you're screwed. Just go ahead and just turn the keys over to your kids, say it's over, and, uh, you know, sell a house. <laughs> It's it's a call visiting angels, for God's sake. It is not a good time. Uh, joining us on the Newsmax hotline, one of our favorite guests, Colonel John Mills. He is a uh, uh, you, you retired U.S. Army colonel, also the former director of cybersecurity policy at the Department of Defense, author of The War Against the Deep State, and friend of the Rob Carson Show. Uh, colonel, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Rob. I'm doing just great. An honor to be back on the show with you. Well, I want to. Did you watch the football game last night? Uh, yeah, I did portions of it. Not not everything, but uh, uh, I, I watched the second uh, quarter, the uh, game, m- much of the, the halftime, and then most of the third quarter. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was a it was a pretty exciting game. Um, I want to ask you something uh, because you are obviously affiliated with uh, uh, the military. Uh, the the word that uh, the uh, Lloyd Austin has been transferred to critical care at Walter Reed and handing over the uh, the baton of leadership to uh, his deputy secretary. What do you think about this? 
Well, I mean, first and foremost, pray that uh, uh, Secretary Austin uh, is okay and comes out of this fine. Um, but, uh, you know, we just have to be transparent on these matters. He's one of the critical members of any cabinet. And so, you know, he has to be available and reachable at all times. And, you know, I mean, the director of the Marine Mammal Commission is not on that list, but the Secretary of Defense is. And so it's very important at all times we must have access to him. And if would, we- you consider, would you consider his absence without leave uh, AWOL officially, the, his absence not telling the President of the United States that he was in the hospital, that he was under anesthesia? Uh, I know he's, going, he's expected to appear before Congress. It sounds like his he- health has taken kind of a, a southward turn, but do you suppose he should be held accountable in that fashion? Or do you suppose that would ever even happen? Well, well, for the first uh, occasion where he was gone, uh, that was just plain bizarre. Never heard of anything like that. I mean, it's a very, I mean, even during the Obama days when I was at the, sec- at the, the Department of Defense, I mean, transfer, I mean you, you, there is a formal process in writing to hand over responsibility if somebody is is on leave, is incapacitated, and, and this is actually very formally done. It's a rote, uh, routine process. So for the first time, Austin, the first time Austin was gone, in unexplainable, and and that just I've never just shocking, never never even seen anything like that. Yeah. Um, but the second time, I'm sure they followed the process this time. Let me ask you about the southern border and the influx in particularly of military age males from China. Uh, This sickens me. This makes me, this keeps me up. It kept me up this weekend. Uh, You look at the, uh, I I look at Joe Biden's entire presidency as a quid pro quo to China. Everything from sending, you know, getting rid of uh, uh, the Keystone XL pipeline, making us dependent on the foreign oil, sending all of our manufacturing uh, for electric uh, batteries, uh, for solar to China, and now this influx of illegals coming across the southern border. What is your gut telling you? What should we be concerned about, sir? Well, I think at this point in time, it's it's absolutely foolish uh, and reckless and dangerous to look at this any other way than this something is going on and it's not good. And for this to be dismissed as racial, racist, whatever, uh, that is absolutely inappropriate. If you're a national security professional, this obviously something is going on. This is not right. And I, there had better be, they need to, they need to drag Mayorkas. Uh, that's right. They, 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 they failed to impeach him, uh, or move toward impeachment. They need to re, re, you know, do this impeachment vote again. Get DHS, get, uh, cause this is kind of a shared responsibility between, uh, uh, DHS and DOJ. It's not yet a DOD mission. DOD would be in support, but they need to, they need to have immediate, uh, congressional investigations into this. I don't see how you can look at this other than <clears throat> this is highly suspicious at, at best. And at worst, we have cadres of trained uh, Chinese special operators. I, I just did a, a gateway pundit piece on this and wrote in detail. Uh, one group on LinkedIn didn't like it and threw it off. Um, and uh, um, so it's, a, it's another story. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what... But actually, I follow you on LinkedIn, and I, I did see the piece, by the way, on the Gateway Pundit as well. That's another news agency that has been maligned by the left, but uh, Joe Hoff and Jim Hoff do a pretty good job. 
But um, yeah. this, what is the difference? Honestly, what's the difference? You Literally, the only thing that separates this from a Chinese military invasion is they don't have uh, AKs on their backs. Isn't that it? We, we, well, we can't even confirm that. I mean, the, uh, we need to do a complete investigation. And the article I wrote out, you know, what is also suspicious is, is a, the, the Chinese, the illegal Chinese national on illegal Chinese national violence. There's been multiple murders of, uh, of, of illegal Chinese nationals by other illegal Chinese nationals. I mean, this is clearly, I mean, the, the, in Oklahoma, you know, uh, four murders related to cannabis. Cannabis. And this is, they're, they're gravitating toward cannabis. Why? If you watch the first couple of episodes of Tulsa, you understand why. It's a high-cash operation with cash that can't be banked. This is a Disneyland opportunity to accrue cash to pay your protesters of the week, whether it be Palestinians, transgenders, Antifas, or Black Lives Matters. They're all literally the same people. I mean, this is this is like you can't you can't bank this cash because of federal laws. Uh, and hey, you just move in, muscle in, take over. And you have a windfall of cash you can hand out for the latest street violence. It's 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 a self-licking ice cream cone. It could go on forever. It is. Um, uh, I, I personally, you know, uh, I've already talked to my wife. We are uh, taking measures just in case something happens. Not only to arm ourselves, but to you know to have food and water. Uh, the possibility of getting a gas generator, and 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 I think that a lot of people are feeling, particularly uh, for veterans, people who've been there, they know what's going on. Uh, Colonel John Mills, what do you suppose that that the average citizen? needs to concern themselves with, and, and what do you suppose we can do to defend ourselves? I, I would love to know your advice, not only as a military, uh, you know, someone who has uh, achieved great uh, achievements in the military, but also one who is no longer part of it. What would you recommend to people? Because there are a lot of, I mean, listen, we're all freaking out about this, John. Colonel, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're all freaking I mean, about it, this. It, you don't have to be a trained intelligence officer to think that this is, highly suspicious and warrants a formal investigation. I mean, this is crazy. Of course something is going on here. And you have Mayorkas, who is nothing but helpless. There's just nothing he can do. You got Biden. It's it's Trump's fault. He just doesn't have enough money. He doesn't have authorities, which is the answer no matter what the question is. I mean, come on. So, so basics, you know, so every American should have the basics of essentially 90 days of food and water and necessary capability to defend themselves. You don't want to be the person running to Costco when, when everything falls apart. You don't want to be the person trapped on the freeway. Have enough resources for at least 90 days of self-sufficiency until you have a better signal and sign as to what's going on. Now, again, I, I would suggest just like States are starting to rally together to support Texas in the unsecure border. We need to have states sue the federal government over their failure. This is a clear and present real threat inside of our country, and the federal government is failing its basic constitutional duty. Well, willfully and intentionally, of course, at this time. There's no other way to explain it uh, with the Biden team. They are just looking the other way, and uh, they, they obviously are enabling it. Well, I mean, you got, you got when I was down in Panama, you got DHS camps in Panama aiding the northern movement of, of this mass of humanity, 5,000 a day, which equates to over 100 busloads a day 
coming to the unsecured border and being waved on through by uh, by DH uh, border personnel, uh, a U.S. federal employee, because that's what they've been told. To this do. is this is interesting, <clears throat> John Mills, because you know Kamala Harris was made the border czar. She was going to go down to Central America. She was going to find out the, the the Northern Triangle. What the hell? Find the source of this. It was global warming and all of this. Now we know this is being bought and paid for by the DHS. Alejandro Mayorkas under impeachment right now. So this is a breach of our southern border. This is a breach of our sovereignty. Uh, this has caused tens of thousands of Americans to die from fentanyl poisoning by China. This has meant 100,000 kids are lost to sex trafficking and drug trafficking across our southern border. This is a breach of our sovereignty. Would you venture to say this is bordering on a treasonous act, not only by the DHS secretary, but by the president of the United States and his border czar? What are your thoughts on that? You know the law. You know what the military has to do to step up when our borders are are being overrun. What do you think? Well, the, the, I'm sorry. I had to do a legal analysis of the of the term treason. Yes, sir. That's uh, about, fine. About a year, year year ago, we got to put that on the table. I mean, on the side because that's that's a legal. Uh, uh, problem in itself there's a very high bar on the term i bring it up because a lot of people are bringing it up <clears throat> and, yeah, and i'm yeah, leading just, that direction I, I, go ahead i pr- i prefer because if you look at the legal meaning of the just stop shouting treason start shouting impeachment that's what we okay we could do that let's be impeach him for treason no i'm just kidding <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well impeach him for failure to do their duties i mean this is just shameful but i want to start out i personally volunteer and i challenge uh, the vice president right now i want to give her a map and i'm going to give her a geography quiz and see uh out of 10 questions on the map uh if she has to get at least seven to to remain in office because I want to challenge her to a geography test. I, I'm not sure she could even point to the southern border on a map. I agree. I agree. Let me ask you this. Um, say, for instance, we've got 26 states that are supporting Texas. Uh, we had Joe Biden, you know, there were threats, a possibility he could weaponize or he should nationalize the Texas National Guard. That's not going to happen. Uh, I don't believe. I'd like your thoughts on that. And also, do you suppose that this defense department, the, the, the rank and file, support this president and the actions he's not only taken with the southern border, with Afghanistan and the Middle East? Well, what I see is an interesting dynamic in the military. I mean, I'm no longer in. I'm, I'm out. I'm gone. So I'm, uh, but I would say enlisted personnel by far uh, are, are, are greater supporters of Donald J. Trump. What is bizarre, and this is what I saw at the War College, which is the senior service college, is this bizarre upside-down trend where the senior officers uh, have forgotten that they take an oath of office to the Constitution, not to an administration, although KJP says those Quote, those military folks died for the administration, which is a bizarre view of reality. But yes. it's so the, so the dichotomy is, uh, is you got, you're starting to get this set of senior leaders, not everybody, that, ha, you know, that are definitely not America, uh, America first, that are far more beholden to globalist views. You have Millie, uh, wandering around Davos. What in the world is retired General Millie doing wandering around Davos except for angling for the next board position uh, of one of those globalist uh, 
corporations. I mean, that's that's what's an answer to your question. I think by far the enlisted side of the House supports uh, Donald J. Trump. Um, I think we have a challenge in our officer corps, um, uh, especially uh, once they they start to attain uh, you know 05, 06, and above. They they are getting programmed at some of these institutions to not think constitutionally and not think America first, but to think globally. Yeah. Are you, um, you know, things are obviously, we keep talking about how weird 2024 is going to get. We're already knee deep in this. Colonel, we're already knee-deep in insanity. We're already knee-deep in, knee in, uh, in political indictments and open border, just insanity. Um, what do you suppose, in the last 30 seconds, uh, what do you see happening this year? Do you, do you see a black swan event? Do you see, what, do you, what do you see happening? All, all of the above. They, they okay. threw yeah. everything at Donald J. Trump to uh, yeah. prevent uh, him returning to office. They're going to do it again on steroids. But I think we have several advantages this time. I do, too. We, we learned the lesson from last time. I think they depleted a lot of their opportunities. They've lost a lot of their support um, after this uh, 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 sec- uh, the special counsel, hers report, which questioned uh, uh, the cognitive state of Biden. I think everybody's freaking out. I think it was Josh Hall, Senator Hawley, who said it's one or the other. It's either 25th Amendment uh, or he's guilty of willfully mishandling. thousand percent. Colonel John Mills, as always, I appreciate you being on my show. It's, it's always a blessing. I appreciate your expertise. Where can people find you on social media? Go ahead. Oh, thank you so much, Rob. Uh, the book, War Against the Deep State, available at WarAgainstTheDeepState.com. Also, book one, The Nation Will Follow. Those, those go to Amazon. And then Colonel Rhett John, Substack, Getter, and Truth. And you'll see me on Newsmax, Newsmax Platinum, Daily uh, Gateway Pundit, uh, Epic Times, Worldview, War Room. Other, and just about, other than that, uh, you know, nowhere. <laughs> I appreciate it, Colonel. Have a glorious week. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Did you hear the big news? Meta, which was Facebook, has decided to uh, kick uh, the leader of Iran, the despot Ali Khamenei, off of Facebook after he called for uh, to wipe Israel off the map. Uh, this uh, three years after they uh, they took Donald Trump off, and three years after they banned me too. Yeah, I know. Thank God that they got us off first because we are far worse than you know the leader of Iran, who's probably got a nuclear weapon. You know, his Persian language Instagram uh, had more than 5.1 million followers. I love his side boob shots, you know, when he's sitting on the bathroom vanity like Kim Kardashian. It's always so good. Uh, Yeah, and then uh, his English language version has about 204,000 followers. Yeah. Uh, Khomeini uh, referred to Israel and Zionism as an obvious plague for the world of Islam. So he he just got booted. And you want to hear something just amazing? This is karma. You know, everybody's saying, we got to support the U.N. because they're good. And then we found out that uh, these UNRWA, at least 12 UNRWA United Nations staffers took part in the mass slaughter of innocent Jews on October the 7th, which is Israel's 9-11. It turns out that uh, the uh, there is a massive tunnel and headquarters of Hamas under UNRWA's central headquarters in the Gaza Strip. Listen. 
Israeli forces have discovered a network of tunnels that run partly under the main UN agency in Gaza. Yeah, they were also under the hospital that that Israel was supposed to have bombed that wasn't bombed. Calling it new evidence of Hamas exploitation of what is known as UNRWA, the UN relief group that aids Palestinians. It's not an exploitation of UNRWA. UNRWA's down with it. Israeli army engineers took reporters from foreign news outlets through the passages during what is a time of crisis for UNRWA. You know, the guys in the uh, UNRWA headquarters are like, you know, our neighbors are kind of weird. Uh, there's this guy who comes over and he's got a mask on his face and a gun on his back and he's always asking to borrow a cup of sugar and he comes out of that hole over there. UN staff were among the perpetrators of the October 7 massacre. Israel last month alleged that some of the agency's staff doubled as Hamas operatives which led several donor countries to freeze their funding to the agency. Yeah, all of the money that is going to the UN and all of these Palestinian uh, organizations goes to feed, to uh, to uh, comfort, uh, to supply the the uh, the uh, uh, Hamas. I almost forgot, like Joe Biden. I must have dementia. No, I didn't actually. Um, you know, this is a history of uh, malfeasance by the United Nations. They have had people involved in rapes. They have had people involved in theft. The United Nations has worn out its welcome. They have despots on the Security Council. I can go on and on. This should be the final nail in UNRWA in the United Nations coffin. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson show, hour number two of the show. Last night, Chiefs obviously won against San Francisco. Uh, just a hell of a game. I mentioned earlier, you know, while a shrinkflation is a big problem for Joe Biden, we're not talking about his brain, although, I mean, my God, yes. It's like a bag of, uh, a bag of chips, about one-third full. The rest of it's air. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty, you can't do that with Pringles. That's the thing. That's why I get those Pringles. Pringles are weird. They're a slurry of potato flour and artificial flavorings blown into the shape of a saddle and stuck in a in a tennis ball can. But they're so good. I can't stop eating them. You can't shrink the, the Pringle. 
But uh, anyway, Biden was talking about shrinkflation. You got more. You got twenty percent more football last night. Seriously, you had four quarters, and then they added another quarter of football with those new uh, with those new overtime rules. You got twenty percent more. So the NFL, while everybody else is experiencing uh, shrinkflation last night, you know the NFL gave you twenty percent more. I think that's pretty good. I, I, I mentioned in the first hour, too, I also thought Usher's halftime show was damn good. I, I really did. And, and I, was a, I was doubting Usher because I know one song by Usher, and it's been around long enough that I was in the clubs when that song was being played in the clubs. <laughs> and I thought he did a great job. He had Alicia Keys, had Ludacris. Uh, it was roller skating and, and, and the dance moves was James Brown and Michael Jackson. I, I thought it was a really good show. I don't know what everybody's being about. I thought it was a very good show. I'm glad for him. And, and he even thanked God and he said, hey, mom, they didn't think I was going to be able to do this. And I did. And, you know, I think he blew, I think he blew everybody away. I really did. Everybody's writing him off is over. It sounds like a familiar story of a radio broadcaster who had to sell cars for a living. Uh, I won't do my show uh, shirtless like uh, like he did last night. Oh, oh, and then there were some. Did you see that new uh, uh, Copilot, Microsoft Copilot? Did anybody has anybody noticed how insane tech is getting with what you can do with Microsoft Copilot? I mean, you you don't need uh, somebody to build your website. You don't need to have somebody do your photos. You don't have to do. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous the acceleration of technology that's going on. Right now in tech, I started for instance this weekend putting up videos on Instagram and using uh, a captioning software so I could put up the words to my uh, videos below me or in the middle or whatever so you could see everything I said. And, and I literally, it takes me, to, I can do a two minute video, push a button, it's captioned. If there are any typos, I can fix them and then post it so you see dramatic words flashing everything I say on the screen. And I put up a bunch of videos. I put up a couple of joke videos up there. I put up a macaroni and cheese video. I made macaroni and cheese last night. And I put that up last night so you can even, it's like the recipe's right there. It's, it's really cool and scary at the same dang time. But one thing I will not do is use AI to do my writing. I, I don't want any assistance with writing because that is, that's bull crap. That's like using steroids when you're an athlete, as far as I'm concerned. You cannot use AI to help your writing. If you suck at writing, get better at writing. That's it. And then, did you see these, uh, the, the Vision Pro? Even my son thinks they're stupid. He's like a total tech guy. $3,500 for these goggles you wear. And, and I got to tell you, I don't think you should be able to wear them in public because A, you look like an idiot, and B, you're going to get run over. And also, uh, if you're going to wear it in New York City, you're telling everyone that you're wearing a $3,500 piece of equipment on your stupid head, and you're distracted. <laughs> How well do you suppose that's going to end for you? Not very well. Not very well. Uh, I want to get back to um, I want to get back to uh, uh, the border here in a second. But um, it appears that, and this is not a surprise because we know that in the Obama administration, the uh, IRS secretary went after Tea Party groups and, and took away their ability to be 501c3s. Loris, uh, Lo, D D Lerner, Lois Lerner used the IRS as a weapon to silence conservative thought while Barack Obama was the president. Wasn't held accountable, and that's gotten worse. 
We know that the Biden administration has admitted surveilling Americans' private financial transactions for words like MAGA and Trump. In the wake of the January the 6th uh, riots, we know that the federal government, the FBI, is looking at uh, parents who protest CRT at schools. We know that the FBI was going after Catholics uh, who, who have traditional mass in, in Latin. You know why? Roe v. Wade. Because the left hates the fact that Roe v. Wade got taken down. So they're going after Catholics as a punishment. This is sickening. I want you to listen to Thomas Massey last week talking about what our federal government is doing to us that has to stop. Listen, I'm not kidding. you got to listen to what he has to say here. Because I know that I have been surveilled. I know that I've had my pages taken down. I know that I've been demonetized since 2018. For six years, I've been demonetized on Facebook. They took away my major Facebook page the day after the election before I posted anything. Before I posted anything, my YouTube page was taken away because I posted a truthful video during the height of COVID that Robert Kennedy Jr. talking about the vaccine. They took down my YouTube page. I can't monetize that either. So clearly we have have a Stalinistic, very Stasi-esque censorship of the american people and surveillance listen but i want to play a testimony from a whistleblower who's not here with us today if you could cue that up about how we've seen in this instance one of the biggest corporations in america working with the fbi to violate civil liberties he's talking about uh, uh, uh bank america also they were surveilling um uh, cabela's and bass pro do you know why because that's where they think all Americans buy their guns. And a good of them do, a good number of them do, by the way. I believe it was either on January 7th or 8th. The Bank of America, um, with no director of the FBI, <clears throat> data mined its customer base. And data mined a date range of five to seven. Any BOA who used a top of that list. Okay, I'm going to go past this because you can't hear his words. But basically, Bank of America data mined for the words that I mentioned. Bank of America went along with it. Said, hey, no problem. We got you. They also, Bank of America, uh, with after a request by the FBI, said, we want all the bank transactions. We want all of the bank transactions of people who flew to Washington, D.C. for January the 6th, particularly people who came from Boston. I said that when it happened. Find that testimony chilling. That was the retired FBI supervisory intelligence analyst, George Hill, who gave us that testimony. And what he said there is the Bank of America compiled a list of everybody who used a credit card or a debit card between January 5th and January 7th inside of Washington, D.C., and gave that to the FBI. But before they did, what? they looked at anybody who had ever purchased a firearm. Listen to this according to their records and elevated those people to the top of the list and they didn't geofence it to washington dc you could have as mr hill testified if you bought a gun with a bank america credit card ever the fbi and dhs knows about it you could have bought a gun in 1999 in iowa with a bank of america card and then you got heightened attention. If I had a Bank of America card, I'd get my scissors out right now. Just do the clippity-clip. And then it was given to the FBI. Now, whether the FBI asked for this 
or whether they did this voluntarily is very chilling because Bank of America, you know, they've got a lot of issues in front of the government. And this is where you get into this unhealthy feedback loop. Bank of America spent a quarter million dollars lobbying us on the American Rescue Plan, issues related to Paycheck oh. Protection Program, general oh. issues related to data security, what? and general issues related to interchange, and general issues related to privacy. Isn't that interesting? You know, we always bank, uh, we always bail out these banks. Our, our taxpayers' money is, and and then what? Do, what do the banks do in return? A little quid pro quo, a little uh, maybe give us a little something, something on uh, Trump supporters on how they spend their money. <laughs> yeah. There you go, guys. We are knee-deep in Stalin's Russia. I, I, I'm not messing around here. We really are. It is, uh, it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So uh, uh, the highest number of apprehensions in U.S. history at the southwest border happened the first quarter of this year. I put a video up on social media, and I said, we're not asking Congress to fix this. We're telling them, you either do this or there will be hell to pay. And I'm, I'm talking about... Something has to be done. Something will have to be done. We've got a convoy uh, that is not getting any press coverage headed to the southern border. Something is going to have to be done if Congress won't do it. Something is going to have to be done to stem this before November. Maybe that means millions of people going to the southern border and standing there and saying, no, no mas. Right now they're coming through Arizona and California. I got to imagine people in Arizona and California are fed up with this crap too. Congress, you don't have a choice. This weekend, Corinne Jean-Pierre basically said, if they don't pass this aid package to Ukraine, that, uh, well, you know, we can't, uh, we can't be too sure that we can uh, maintain the border because, you know, we just did the funding and all that and all that. They're, they're saying that their duty to protect us, our sovereign border, is contingent on allowing them to spend hundreds of billions of dollars on a war in another country while our people are suffering. And people are really, really ticked about it. Highest number over the border this year. 785,000 people, greater than the individual population of Wyoming, Vermont, Alaska. The number of a uh, apprehensions of illegal border crosses along the southwest border the first quarter is the highest in U.S. history. Dear God in heaven, what are we going to do about it? You need to get on the horn today with your congressman and say, we're not asking. We're telling you, close the damn border down, and it's not contingent on anything. It's gotten this bad. It has to be done. You can feel it in your bones. Something has to be done. But this is Alejandro Mayorkas, who is a, uh, he is the love child of Gollum and a gargoyle, uh, saying that he bears no responsibility for the debacle, for the illegal invasion of our country. No doubt there is gridlock on Congress, but do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis? It certainly is a crisis, and well, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system, and we're doing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it. You know, I told you about how the Democrats, they make a mess and they rub your face in it. 
like some dog owners do with their dog. The dog craps on the rug. They're like, oh, we'll rub his nose in it. That'll teach him. The dog doesn't know what the hell's going on. They know exactly the mess that they've created. And by saying that, it flies in the face of truth. He knows the truth. This is his disdain for you. This is his disdain for you because he knows you're not stupid. But he's in a position of authority. And right now, you've got idiot Republicans not removing him from office when he is the he is an enemy of the american people there's no doubt about that whatsoever by the way this is uh well donald trump this weekend in south carolina an unbelievable address talking about who what he could do what any president could do about the southern border but among other travesties biden's horrendous border plan would have allowed millions and millions this is the worst border plan i've ever seen you know, you don't need a bill or a plan. All no. you have to do is president say, shut the border, like I did. I said, shut the border. Yeah. You don't need bills and plans. Would have allowed millions of illegal aliens a year flooding unchecked across our borders. Virtually unlimited number of illegals from countries such as Somalia, the Congo, Libya, Yemen, and Iran. A lot of people coming in from Iran. A lot yeah, of- and we're going to get hit. You know we're going to get hit. We can't wait here for another eight or ten months. We can't have this continue. If this was the first month of January, January the first month, and it's the all-time high, you think it's going to get better in February? You think it's going to? No, it's going to get much, much worse. It's going to get so overwhelming that something big is going to happen, and we've got to do something about it. And if our federal government won't do something about it, our state governments have to do something about it, and then you and me... Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show. Apparently, a white Tennessee Democrat, Steve Cohen, was incensed that Super Bowl fans did not stand in respect for what he called, sit down for this, are you ready? Uh, the Negro National Anthem. <laughs> Wow. Wow. He called it that. Yeah, yeah. As it has for the last several uh, championship uh, games, the NFL opened with uh, lift every voice and sing, which many agitators have claimed to be the black national anthem, and the American people didn't stand for it. And so Cohen, uh, he called it the Negro national anthem. There you go. That's all you need to hear about the Democrat Party, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah, that's why so many black people are saying uh, screw the Democrat Party because they know how badly the Democrat Party has screwed them. I think it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of funny. I mentioned with uh, Colonel John Mills last hour, how would you get ready for, you know, what's going to happen this year? We don't know what's going to happen. We've got Chinese uh, nationals crossing the southern border, military age. We have our enemies coming across our southern border. We've had hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, over 100,000 people die of fentanyl over- overdose, which are poisonings from China. You you don't know what the hell is going to happen this year, do you? Look at 2020. You see a template? You know, uh, what supply lines cut? COVID? I can go on and on. Are you prepared? Do, do you have extra water? Do you have extra food? Do you have an emergency medical kit? And I'm not talking about Band-Aids and Neosporin. I'm not talking about gauze. I'm talking about meds you're going to need, like, I don't know, z or amoxicillin? How about uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin for COVID? How about those medicines that were forbidden by the federal government? You think that won't happen this year? 
You don't know. You better get ready. And I'm going to tell you, the wellness company makes it affordable. They make it easy. And all you got to do is go on their website. You'll save 10% to get this emergency medical kit that I have. You need this for your family. If you have jumper cables or a generator, you need this. Here's the website, twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson. Go there, and you'll fill out the questionnaire. It'll ask you about your allergies or whatever, other meds you're taking, and design a wellness kit, an emergency medical kit, just in case things go south. And they will. twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson. Here's something that made me smile this weekend. A very, very violent Venezuelan migrant, illegal immigrant, was arrested in New York. And a female relative wailed as the little boy was taken into custody for shooting a female tourist in the times in a Times Square shop. Yeah, the baby-faced bandit who is wanted for armed robbery, uh, he, he got carted off. And all of a sudden, little boy, little baby boy, was not so brave when he was being hauled off as his mommy cried in the background. <laughs> this makes me smile, actually. I guess this makes me heartless. But you, you've raised a little jerk, and, and you're not here legally. So how about y'all go back home to Venezuela? Yeah, yeah, Go. I said it. I know it's so racist. No, it's not. No, not at all. Not if you're here illegally. Go back to Venezuela. You know the most popular restaurant in Caracas about a decade ago? You know what it was? It probably still is. The Zoo. Yeah, really, seriously. Uh, this is the, this is the uh, listen to this, B- Boston City Council member. She's saying that you have a duty as a resident to put illegal aliens in your home. At, um... Wellesley, Brookline, you know, cities and towns that have so much more resources um, than the city of Boston. Boston City Councilwoman Julia Mejia thinks more migrants can be placed outside of Boston. I think everybody needs to start opening up their doors because this is a shared responsibility. Controversy over the placement of surging immigrants comes as a new report links immigrants who settle in Massachusetts to economic benefits for the region. Well, I'm thinking maybe Martha's Vineyard would be a good place because of all the big houses there. And by the way, the acting uh, ICE director says that sanctuary jurisdictions are inherently more unsafe due to the fact that these jurisdictions sometimes release people who have very serious convictions at times and are public safety threats. But this city councilwoman in Boston says you ought to put them up in your house. I hope you don't have a young daughter yeah let's take a break and come back the last half hour of the rob carson show is right ahead don't go anywhere it is the rob carson show the number 800-922-6680 i took the uh, weekend off from the gym going today I uh, I uh, got a couple friends I met at the gym, and uh, one of them is a guy about my age, and and he's uh, I, I pictured of a picture of uh, three guys about our age uh, on uh, on uh, social media about a week ago, and, and we look damn good, by the way. My wife said I've got better arms than I did when I was like thirty. Yes, that's cool, and I'm, I'm very proud of what I did. So I've been taking some supplements and whatnot. You know, I did testosterone for a little while. Uh, don't need it. Don't need it. Um, you know, experience it. But I but I got a niacin. Supplement. This guy said, you ought to try niacin because circulation. And I did some research on niacin. I said, I'll try niacin. So I got this thing in niacin. And I put about a, an eighth of a teaspoon of niacin in my coffee on Saturday. Don't do this. All right? I, I, it is, there's a thing called niacin 
thrush that you get, literally five minutes after I took it, started in my head, then to my shoulders, then to my arms, then to my legs, and my legs was itching, and it was like a bad MSG response. It was, it was really, don't do niacin, all right? There, there's a time-release niacin you could take. If you're going to take niacin, which is, by the way, D3, it's D3, but don't be putting the crystals of niacin into your coffee because you're going to be going, holy crap. They say it goes away after a couple of days. I don't care. I never want it to happen again. It was weird. It was weird. Uh, by the way, we are doing a, uh, a poll for VP. Newsmax is doing it, by the way. And if you are considering, you know, maybe Ben Carson, Ron DeSantis, maybe it's, uh, you know, Byron Donalds, maybe it's Christian Holm, I don't know. All you got to do is, uh, is take the VP poll pick. And what you have to do is text the word EVENT to 39747. EVENT to 39747. Only takes a minute. Get your national feedback. Donald Trump is a huge fan of Newsmax. He's going to get the word. Heck, you might even be choosing the vice president yourself. How's that? I mean, my gosh. Be careful, whatever you do. Uh, EVENT <laughs> to 39747. Uh, EVENT 39747. Do that if you, uh, if you would. If you would, uh, I think we should talk about Fonnie Willis. Let's talk about Fonnie Willis. But first, let's let's play our brand new Fonnie Willis Valentine's Day song from Jim Gossett. My Fonnie Valentine. My Fonnie Valentine. That crooked Valentine. She'll pay you six hundred and fifty k. There is pure evil. In her heart. To be a prostitute or prosecutor, prosecutor. Sorry, I always mix those up. <laughs> her boyfriend, Nathan Wade. Wade, he was in knee deep. Lots of cash he was paid. Their arrangement wasn't smart. Valentine's Day is Wednesday. Federal funds Fawny Willis took This woman Is a crook Clearly And her should throw The book Do it today Man, this is rich right here No need to stick around you don't need that bleep around. Guilty, she will be found. <laughs> Sorry, I was just improvising. Go, funny Willis. Go away. Mm. Jim Gossett. In prison, funny. Should stay. Yeah, well, apparently over the weekend, U.S. Marshals. Uh, said to Fawny Willis, hold your hand out. She did and said, here is my subpoena. That's, <laughs> you know, I told you. Whenever I talk about her, it's going to be the sense of humor of a 14-year-old. Fawny Willis with Paramore and Lover. Nathan Wade. Uh, Soros funded Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis has personally served a subpoena. She got served a subpoena. <clears throat> by the U.S. Marshal Service after she failed to acknowledge the same request sent via email. She said she'd much rather have a subpoena than a note, apparently. 
Earlier this month, the House Judiciary Committee issued subpoenas to D.A. Willis demanding the release of documents from her office. The action comes amid rising concerns and reports alleging cooperation in her role as Fulton County's D.A. Yes, she's been really helping, working out with the... Well, we all know now that these uh, indictments are all political. This is Steve Bannon talking about uh, just what Fawny Willis was doing, not only with Nathan Wade, but with the White House. I want to make sure I get this correct. So Julie Kelly just broke that there's another FBI investigation of President Trump that was redacted. Looks like the judge is going to unseal that. So you're going to see the FBI has been all over President Trump. We'll get that. That's a fact. White House visitor logs confirmed that Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and her lead prosecutor had multiple hour-long meetings with the president. I hope they didn't stay in the Lincoln bedroom. Uh, if not, they, they should have changed the cheats. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Quoting, months later, she announces indictments against the president's chief political opponents. Let me reread this at the beginning. From Jason Smith, congressman on Twitter, White House visitor logs confirm that Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and her lead prosecutor had multiple hour-long meetings with the president. Yeah, and apparently it was logged as D.C. bed and breakfast. Washington Free Beacon says also that Amanda Timpson, I shared this with you, an employee of the Fulton County DA's office, warned Fawny an aide in the office was going to use nearly a half a million dollar federal grant earmarked for the creation of a center of youth empowerment and gang prevention to pay for swag, computers, and travel. Yeah, they didn't even build the youth center, all those uh, kids of color. No youth center, it just went for swag and cars and all that. It's the exact same thing that a whole bunch of these other Soros DAs have done around the country. Because they're crooked as heck. Fawny Willis uh, misrepresented the date of her affair with uh, Nathan Wade. It looks like it may have started a little earlier. Yeah. It appears that he served her a subpoena a couple years earlier. (laughs) So, uh, um... Defense uh, uh, lawyer Ashley Merchant claims to have an affidavit that uh, Willis lied when the relationship began. Willis and Wade insisted their relationship had not begun until 2022 after she hired him to serve as special counsel. But no, no, no. No. Uh, Ms. Merchant identifies the witness as Terrence Bradley, who served previously as Wade's divorce lawyer and worked in his law firm. Merchant told the, the court that Bradley was not uh, non-privileged personal uh, knowledge that the uh, romantic relationship between Wade and Willis began to uh, prior to Willis being sworn in as the district attorney for Fulton County. So she was doing the bow chicka bow before she was even appointed. So she was the, the, you know, he was my boyfriend. Uh, Yeah. So she just put him on the payroll because he was there and she was having sex with him. And she said, I'm getting all this money, like $14 million from Joe Biden's White House to go after Donald Trump. Let's party. That's, That's what happened. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So she's in a whole lot of trouble. She is in a whole lot of trouble and uh this is karma this is the karma we also know that uh, that uh, joe biden is uh, mentally uh, not fit to be president or he's fit to be tried for taking classified documents which one do you want which one do you want can't be both it can't be both he's either too incompetent to be the president or he needs to be held responsible for all of those classified documents thought you should know about that yeah, this is kind of interesting. You know, that Tucker Carlson interview, I'll play a little bit of it here because I didn't get a chance to last week and I feel remiss because he said some interesting things. Um, Tucker Carlson's 
destroying the legacy media. There are a lot of people who are destroying the legacy media, like Newsmax. We are. We're destroying the legacy media. We're kicking butt. Our, our primetime ratings on Newsmax up 112% in a year. 112%. That's, you don't get that. It, it, it doesn't happen. That doesn't happen unless something extraordinary happens. And clearly, Newsmax is doing something pretty darn cool. So, here's this. Uh, the uh, uh, Gutfeld. Gutfeld beat all the other late-night talk shows again without bands, without the biggest names in Hollywood. No, with a ragtag group of uh, you know regulars that they have on. Respect. Gutfeld's funny as hell. I respect Greg Gutfeld. I really do. I watch his show, and I go, damn, that's good. Because he is. He is good. There's no doubt about it. So anyway, 2 million viewers. Uh, Stephen Colbert, 1,900,000. Jimmy Kimmel, 1,6. Jimmy Fallon, 1,3. And he's not even as political. That's interesting. Interesting. I thought that's cool. Um, uh, let's see. Some other numbers here. Uh, ABC News gets about 8 million viewers. CBS, 4, almost 5. NBC, about 6,700. Altogether, that's 32 million. Back in 1968, Walter Cronkite drew an average of 27 million viewers per night. All right? Tucker Carlson, as of Saturday night, uh, had 186 million views interviewing Vladimir Putin. Tucker is attracting six times more viewers than ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC combined. This is massive for content creators. And I consider Newsmax to be a content creator. Because they are providing content that even Fox News doesn't touch. Because, you know, Fox News is run by the, the Murdochs. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to share a little bit of this audio. First of all, here's what you should know. Um, if the mainstream media reacts this way to Tucker Carlson, then you should, uh, of course, watch Tucker Carlson's interview. Um, am I allowed to say his name? Yes, yes, I'm just... His name is Tucker Carlson, and he is the only American journalist who has been able to interview Putin since the invasion in 2022. He's more of a, a journalist than you'll ever be. Tucker Carlson is not a journalist. Yes, not he even is. close. Yes, he, he is. kind of just walks right into Moscow and presents himself on a silver, silver platter to the Kremlin. I didn't get Doing that. the Kremlin's job of misinforming, disinforming oh, there we go. the American population. His explanation of why he's doing it, that he's a journalist and he needs to inform people, he can call himself whatever he wants. I think uh, his work is demonstrable as not... Yeah, you're a, you're a monster yourself there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here is uh, Tucker Carlson. And I listened to the... Uh, he was pretty ballsy in that interview. Tucker Carlson, it was not a, uh, you know, it was not a uh, toe-sucking like the media does with uh, Joe Biden, uh, the mainstream media. But here he is talking about um, uh, Joe Biden. He doesn't think that uh, Joe Biden is in charge. Describe U.S. presidents making decisions and then being undercut by their agency heads. So it sounds like you're describing a system that's not run by the people who are elected in your talent. That's right. That's right. You know, it's kind of interesting uh, because this weekend, Adam Schiff, who is a Pez dispenser, if you tilt his head back, a giant Pez will come right out of his neck. I wouldn't eat it, though. It's Aki. Here is uh, Adam Schiff talking with Jen Saki. Time for some hot sake about how the Russians might interfere in the election. Now, of course, Adam Schiff uh, said that Donald Trump was, uh, you know, there was Russian interference in the election. And he lied. He lied. He literally lied. There was no, un no Russian interference at all. He was never held accountable for the lies that he told that were disproven by the special counsel that said, oh, no, Donald Trump had nothing to do with Russia collusion. And then here's this B word, you know, 
uh, Adam Schiff this weekend with Jen Psaki uh, saying basically, oh, yeah, oh, the, the Russians. See, do you understand here? Mainstream media says Tucker Carlson should not talk to Vladimir Putin. And now Adam Schiff is saying, oh, yeah, we got to watch those Russians. They're going to be interfering in the election. Uh, they didn't last time. Are you worried um, that Putin could be attempting and the Kremlin could be attempting to intervene in our election in 2024? This is uh, not just a, 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 a question out of the blue. This is a planned question given to her i'm just going to say it's my opinion somebody said uh mr Schiff will be on your show here are the questions we want you to ask him boom or and should we all be spending more time talking about that i am very concerned about it uh, it wouldn't be the first time that russia's intervened in our election no. you know why they, they probably lie and why we need to spend another 60 billion oh there it is there it is. We need to spend another $60 billion against Russia because Russia's evil and Ukraine is good. And you got to forward the narrative that Russia's evil. Okay, I get it now. First time they've done it to try to it. help elect Donald Trump. I got it. Uh, and they have so much more at stake today than they did back in 2016 uh, with the war going on. No, no, they don't. If Donald Trump wins, that war's over. Ukraine, uh, with uh, NATO enlarging around it, uh, they feel beleaguered. Uh, and here comes Donald Trump, a real lifeline. They have more at stake. They have less reason to avoid risk. The United States is supporting uh, Ukraine in the war or has been until Trump's influence on the GOP. So they have more at stake now than they. Wow, that's interesting. It's like they almost want the war to keep going or something because, you know, people make a lot of money or something. Kind of weird. Maybe that's just me. Uh, No, no, pretty much anybody with common sense. Here is a a little bit. This is Tucker. Asking Vladimir Putin about uh, ending the war. You're saying you want a negotiated settlement to what's happening in Ukraine. Right. And we made it. We prepared the huge document in Istanbul that was initialed by the head of the Ukrainian delegation. He affixed his signature to some of the provisions, not to all of it. He put his signature and then he himself said, we were ready to sign it and the war would have been over long ago, 18 months ago. However, Prime Minister Johnson came, talked us out of it, and we missed that chance. Well, you missed it, you made a mistake, let them get back to that, that is all. Yeah, um, what's going to happen is uh, the war will end when Donald Trump becomes the president. It's like they don't want that money to stop being spent. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Rage Against the Machine, which is what we have to do, by the way. This is uh, Megyn Kelly. She had a fascinating interview with uh, Dennis Prager, Prager U, over the weekend about uh, is 2024 winnable for America and also, I'll just say, for the America First agenda. Is it still winnable? Yeah. It is still winnable, believe it or not, if if they allow uh, Trump to win, if there is no new uh, disease, if there is uh, no cyber attack, uh, if uh, they don't make up a new rule about uh, extending Election Day four months instead of four weeks. Yeah, bullcrap. I mean, the, the, the attempt to undo honorable elections is very powerful on the left. But but if they enable uh, the uh, a Republican to win, and by the way, I, they preoccupy themselves with Trump, but they hated DeSantis. Yes. And if DeSantis were nominated, they would have spoken about him as a fascist and dictator, as they already yeah. did. Yeah, and the only reason Trump has survived because he has the cojones and the money to stop it. 
Uh, I got to do this story. This is just too bizarre. I got to do this before the end of the show because, uh, I mean, you're going to have to sit down for this one because it is the, the, the strangest thing you've ever heard. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gender confusion. So, uh, Pontiac, Michigan, a person who's living as a woman hit a legal roadblock on Wednesday when trying to get his surgically removed testicles back from his ex-boyfriend. I've had some crazy girlfriends before, but I've never had one who had her testicles removed to become a woman and then insisted you keep them in the refrigerator. Here's some audio, and I, I you better, I mean, really, sit down. Uh, you might even want to cross your legs because it's bizarre. So in Mr. Wojciechowski's response, he admits that he possessed the medical specimen, and he admits that his testicles. He disposed of them. Okay. And he threw them away. For the return of them and damages in the amount of sixty-five hundred dollars. So once her uh, balls back and sixty-five hundred dollars. She had had her testicles removed. Dude, you uh, you ain't exactly mentally fit. You were living with that person. I believe if I recalled correctly, it was March 23rd, and they were left in the fridge. Uh, rule number one, if, you're, uh, if your sick other uh, has their testicles removed to become a woman and puts them in the fridge, you might want to break up with them. I wanted nothing to do with it. I thought it was odd, but I tried not to judge because everybody's a little different. It, it's what made her happy, whatever. Yeah. I want nothing to do with them. Those aren't eggs. Um, I'm not one for body parts and all that stuff. Sure, they're not those little ones, those, uh, you know, those uh, whatever they are. That's kind of gross, actually. Um, yeah, well, apparently uh, uh, this uh, Kingsley went to retrieve his testicles during a visit, and uh, his uh, boyfriend threw them away because they were past their expiration date. Whew. What a way to end the show. <laughs> Fortunately, we're winning, and now we can just make fun of these people. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. I thought we started things off in a big way with the uh, monologue about the Super Bowl. Check out the podcast, Newsmax.com, slash listen, and share with others. God bless you, Israel, the Chiefs. Woo! And uh, until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com